0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to episode 29 of the Mess Hall Podcast. This week's guest is Ed Hill. It was a fun conversation. We had a great talk about um, some Taiwanese food. So, yeah, if you're into that, make sure you give the full episode a listen. And make sure you give it five stars on iTunes if you like it. Also, follow me on Twitter at the Mess Hall Pod. And if you have any comments, you want to get a hold of me, make sure you email me at, um, the mess hall podcast at com. And as always, the mess hall podcast is a proud member of the Alberta podcast network powered by ATB financial. Um, this week I'm giving my podcast shout out to back to school again. I've been listening to it. I've listened to the first three episodes and it's been a, it's been an interesting podcast so far. Interesting in a good way. I've, I've been enjoying it. Um, You know, it's about people going back to school later in life. It's been an interesting podcast. My wife has been doing the same thing. She's uh, going back to school in her late 30s. So, yeah, it's it's just a really good podcast. It gives some great insight to uh, adult learners and how they deal with the day-to-day ventures of going back to school. So... If you like something like that make sure you listen to it. I've no I've been enjoying it so hopefully you do too. That's awesome. So, welcome to the Mess Hall Podcast. I have Ed Hilt here today, so you want to give me a little bit about yourself at first?
1: Hello. Well, thanks for having me, Avery. Uh, It's a pleasure being on this podcast. A little bit about me. Uh, I am a comedian, um, stand-up comedian from Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, I was originally born in Taipei, Taiwan, moved to Canada, and I was 10. So, And now I'm in Calgary for seven days. That's awesome. So... You grew up
0: in Taipei and you moved to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest cultural thing with food, like, or did your family just keep that same food you would have in Taipei to what they would have in Vancouver?
1: It's it's interesting um, because when we moved over here is twenty twenty four twenty five years ago. Um, I mean, of course, the family tries to keep, you know the same type of cuisine but the thing is you don't have the same um, ingredients yeah so you can try but the the products can be different regardless and you know so back then it's really adapting to whatever you can find the grocery stores and making it in the home and you know my parents would try and get relatives bring things over um you know if they're flying over to visit but you know a lot of things you can't bring in you can't bring meat products you can't bring vegetables so really, it's just you know spices. So you you just eat all this food that kind of tastes like home, but like look nothing like home and nothing in it is like home. Oh, okay. Um, and it's interesting because in last twenty five years things have shifted big time. You know, you know, it's become more diverse, and you know, all the companies coming over here opening, you know, stores, and now you can get the same ingredients at home. So it's it's interesting. I, you know, I used to go home and and. Just go and eat like crazy. Be like, yeah. oh my god, I got to have all this stuff because I'm not gonna be able to have it again. Now it's like, well, I can just get down the street this is the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody's making it now. Yeah, so.
0: I I find that amazing about food that you can get food from anywhere, almost any place. Like, and it's I like that because I get to open up myself to new
1: experiences of yeah. food. I think there's still so many experiences out there. So. And one thing about Taiwanese culture is Taiwanese food is so prevalent and popular. Yeah. It's kind of like seeped itself, um in every single city. You'll find bubble tea in every city. And bubble tea is Taiwanese. It's from Taipei. That's yeah. where it came from. Um, I, did, I didn't know that. And I yeah. love bubble tea. Yeah. It's incredible. You know, it's, it's just tapioca Yeah. in a, you know, tea with milk in it. Yeah. And you can get other flavors and stuff like that. But it's everywhere now. Yeah. So are you more
0: of a purist where you have the tea with milk in the pearls or do you like a flavored... Um,
1: I mean, if I'm just a regular day, I'm just quickly grabbing something. I just get the... I like the roasted milk tea. That's a new thing they have where they okay. take the tea and they roast it so it's kind of a roasted flavor. That'd be interesting. And I haven't had it. Um, I think that's... They get... Japanese do that a lot with the green tea. They roast it and so they kind of mix that together. Hmm. Another thing I get is, I don't know if you heard of it, it's called... Um, Grass jelly? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Um, a lot of people use it aside, but there's there's a drink where they take the grass jelly and they heat it up. When you heat it up, it turns to a liquid. Oh, and you put okay. the tapioca balls in it. So you kind of get this gelatin-like drink, but with the tapioca texture in it. And they mm. put um, you know syrup in there so it's sweet. Okay. And it's actually very healthy. Apparently, grass jelly is really good for your skin and all that stuff. Okay, I'm yeah. going to have to try that now. Yeah. Another one is Ayu jelly. So Ayu is a... Type of jelly that is created from the seeds i think of a melon Okay. i may be wrong my parents might be very um embarrassed right now me saying this <laughs> but um i don't know that modern times i think it's all synthesized but back the you can still get old school stuff but it's more expensive so there's a type of seed where you kind of rub it and with the more you rub it the friction creates this jelly from the seed and it's kind of like um they call it lemon jelly but it's not lemon yeah, um, it's just yellow and it's got this lemon taste to it. Okay, yeah, so that's really good too. I usually do that in the summer, um, with the tapioca balls. That sounds good. Yeah, I I, I want to try that now. Yeah, yeah, that's sounds really good. Brings so those to my so face. those are things I get. Those are more traditional stuff. That's from uh, Taiwan. Another one that my wife really likes, um, although she's not Taiwanese, um, but she. Eats more Taiwanese food than I do. It's interesting. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, can we just have some else? Um, it's uh winter melon tea.
0: Okay. Um, so
1: winter melon is a type of um, melon. It's kind of like watermelon. Yeah. But I think it's white on the inside. I think only grows in Asia in the tropical areas. Okay. Um, so you only you know, you have watermelon juice. So it's, this is basically winter melon juice, and it literally tastes like maple syrup oh. in a cup. Yeah. Man, you know just bringing so many
0: ideas to me. that yeah, it, it's incredible. It's right. going to be like a sugar weekend for <laughs> me when That's, I
1: find all these things. Yeah, so when she had it for the first time, she's like, what is this? I'm like, this is Winter melon." She's like, how come you never told me this before? Yeah. I said, well, uh, I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Just go through the list and uh, tell you, well, this is this vegetable, this is the taste.
0: <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start that list right now of everything yeah. that I have to try. So... So when you say you want to try other stuff,
1: what is your go-to meals? like? Um, well, I tried everything. You know, I will go in the city and my 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 favorite thing to do is go in the city, go in the restaurant guide, and find the type of restaurant that I'd never seen before. Okay. You know, like when I was in the South, I would go in and try these um, Southern Cuisines. So like fried frog legs. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um what else did I try? There's a lot of weird stuff down there. A lot of I regret. So it's usually 50-50. Some I like, and some I'm like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> but I always give it, you know, I'll give it one try. I um, feel the
0: same. I
1: like the one. That like, well, that, um, <laughs> the most memorable one is I went with my, my brother and my parents, and uh, we went to this Korean restaurant, like a very traditional Korean restaurant. It's like I've yeah. been to Korean barbecue and stuff like that, but a lot of it westernized. Yeah. So, you know, it's basically just barbecue. Yeah. Right. So, this is a very traditional one. We had ordered order dishes. And, like, there's some of it, like, we know, you know, because it's just, you know, it's bacon. Right. Like, yeah. okay, that's, we know we had bacon before. But there was one thing, that says skate wing. And I'm like, what the hell is a skate wing? So, we Googled it. It It's basically a stingray. Oh. Okay. So, we're like, okay, I don't know you can eat stingray. So, we're like, well, let's order it. So, it's like, right? We'll try one time. So, it showed up in this um, basket that's like steamed. And they open it. And it's just, it smelled like um, piss that's been in the public bathroom oh. for like six months. Like it's just pungent. So it smells and like Toronto's transit system. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was terrible. And, um, and it was warm too. So you get this warm uh. piss. And then um, we try to eat it. And then so we put a little bit in our mouth. And it was so, the ammonia smell is so strong. that it kind of knocks you off for a second. And then you're just like, okay, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> And so we call the waste staff and we're like, um, I think this is bad. I think it's fermented or something like that. Like, can we get a fresh one? They're like, Oh, you never had it before? We're like, No. And she's like, Yeah, I know, because that's the way it's supposed to taste. No. So geez. it's literally they take the stingray and they ferment it in whatever it is and they steam it and they give it to you. Yeah. And I was and I went on YouTube after I did not eat it because like I was about to vomit. My mom was like having heart problems <laughs> I don't think she was having she was just having like heartburn <laughs> it, just, it ruined the whole meal yeah. no one was hungry no. after that dish and I went online to look like do they do this in Korea and apparently they do like they ferment everything of uh, fish like they ferment like the you know the reproductive system um, okay. the you know just all the organs and they eat it raw really and there's a lot of these challenges online that they do I'm like oh my god I can't do it no i'm I'm not a big food challenge person yeah i I just find
0: some of them ridiculous and and
1: it's apparently it's the second most stinkiest food in the world is oh. the skateway I wonder what number the one is, is the anchovies oh the the traditional traditional Italian anchovies, okay, where they turn into a gelatin, they cut you a brick, Oh, yeah. so like I guess
0: we're probably just getting a Canadianized version of
1: yeah anchovies. I heard people who've had that before, they apparently they put them in a bucket and they, I guess the, the fish skin creates this gelatin material, so you just put it in Makes the fridge, sense. you yeah. take it out, and then you just cut a brick and eat it for breakfast. I was oh. like, that sounds awful. Yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> going to disagree with you on that one. That just
0: It does sound weird and gross. And, and it's cold. It's like, yeah. Mm, mm. Unenjoyable. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they just put it on toast or bread or... Actually, I just don't want to think about it. Yeah, the dumpster, <laughs> <maybe>? <laughs> yeah a dumpster, maybe? a dumpster straight into the dumpster. That's probably the best decision for or yeah. compost bin now. <laughs> so, um, you're living in Vancouver. What type of foods do you like in Vancouver? Like, just... Is it just fresh seafood that you enjoy or is there other stuff that's really good in Vancouver?
1: Vancouver is insane. It's... There's so much um, authentic food from all over the world that it's incredible. Like, I would... I mean, I think one thing that we don't have is um, good Mediterranean food, like okay. you know, um, you like Jamaican food and stuff like that. Yeah. That stuff we don't have because there's just no Black population, in okay. America, which is understandable. But every single other culture is just you can get things that I was like, I didn't even know you can get it here, like traditional Filipino food, traditional um, Hakka food, um, like Singaporean food, like Hainanese chicken. There's a place called hawkers and in Vancouver it's just this tiny little hole in the wall you can see I think it can sit like four people tops it's, t- it's totally a fire hazard it'd be closed <laughs> down if the fire department showed up they only take cash but it's like the best Singaporean food I've ever had in my life okay. like it's better than Singapore and I've been there before um, nice. and the family just like it's the worst customer service I'm sure they're from Singapore and it's just like you want it or not and you pay cash and that's it yeah and the place is just filthy but it's the best food it's almost worth a Yeah, ramen, you know, Japanese ramen, French food, um yeah. Italian food, this is authentic Italian food, um called Hello Luigi's. It's very good, it's just not for me. I okay. think I was my when I went this is the first time I had real Jap, um Italian food. And I've always had American Italian food, right? Boston. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or um Olive Garden. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go in and I'm like, what is this? Everything's sour. Why? Yeah, and everyone's having a great time. The restaurant packed. You have to line up to get in. Like we lined up like half an hour before, Jeez, yeah. before it opened, just to get you know the first spot. And that's just the way Italian food tastes, and it's very authentic. It was very, very, very different experience. But I'm like, I don't think I'm a fan of real time. I I feel about that about
0: some things like whether it's Italian or anywhere how it's Canadianized. Yeah. And I feel like when it's Canadianized, they just put a whole bunch of sugar or corn syrup in it and yeah. just to make it sweet. Um, there's more to just Italian food than spaghetti, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean their pizza is totally different. They don't do cheese on the pizza. Right? Yeah. I'm like, that's the best part. There's no cheese <laughs> like what am I eating?
0: <laughs> just bread
1: and sauce? Ew. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well you need to have you need to have cheese on pizza. It's yeah. what makes it but so, that's that's the traditional way. You a big yeah. fan of pizza? Yeah. What what's your go to toppings on pizza?
1: Um, I like what they call the double bacon cheeseburger pizza, where it tastes like a cheeseburger. Yeah. Like and, just, on, and they put the burger sauce on it, right? That's why I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, my other go to is really just cheese. Like just cheese pizza is really good. I agree. A good cheese pizza is yeah. really good. Like, like the four cheese or yeah. five cheese pizza? Yeah.
0: I made a, we made a pizza. We have Pizza Fridays at our house, so it's, it's always fun. But we had a, a jalapeno cheddar cheese last week mm-hmm.
1: in the house, so we put that on, and it was really good. So. Do you guys have Flying Wedge pizza out here? No. So Flying Wedge pizza is this, um, I think it's kind of like two or three stores. It's a very small chain. Okay. Vancouver, um, they make these um, very different flavored pizzas. There's one that they they make a pierogi pizza that's really good. They put mm-hmm. pierogies on there. I don't know what sauce they use, but it's just it's incredible. It's kind of like tangy and kind of spicy at the same time, and it's got pierogies on top. I wonder if it'd be like a sour cream sauce because
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm not against weird toppings or different toppings on pizza. I I like the idea of putting pierogies on a pizza or like yeah. Just different, different meats or different things. Um. Hey, everyone. Just going to take a quick commercial break here for ATB. And as we all know, hockey is a team effort, and ATB wants to be a part of your team. From Tom Thumb and Pee Wee all the way up to the pros, ATB helps sponsors teams all across Alberta. So whether you're on the ice or on the bleachers, ATB can help make hockey possible. Want a bank that doesn't keep you on the bench? ATB is a proud sponsor of Hockey Across Alberta. From grassroots to the pros, ATB helps teams across the provinces and countless volunteers that make the community hockey possible. To find out more, go to atb.com slash hockey. And now back to the interview with Ed Hill. Thanks. I had some nachos the other day, and we it was uh, macaroni and cheese nachos. Oh, that sounds good. And they were really good. The nachos themselves were good. Like they could have just been plain nachos and they were good. But they baked like macaroni and cheese on top, and it was really good. So
1: Have you had fried macaroni balls? Yes. I <laughs> love those. <laughs> they're so bad They're so are. good. But they are so good, and they're
0: delicious. And yeah. They're like mm, tiny morsels of awesomeness. Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe them more than that, but the crunchy outside... Uh, Macaroni and cheese. Yeah, the soft and warm inside.
1: Yeah, it's perfect.
0: Now, are you like a ketchup fan? Do you dip them in ketchup or are you just.
1: Mac and cheese? Yeah. No, I just have it the way it is. Yeah. Okay. Ketchup for me, uh, it's just fries. I think onion rings and fries was the two. Okay. I can't really eat ketchup or anything else. It's just strange. Mm. Like a lot of people do with eggs. I'm like, how do you do ketchup (laughs) with eggs? It's so gross. It gets so mushy.
0: I I like ketchup on my eggs. Really? And you're not. A first, lot of people
1: do. You're not alone. But you're not
0: the first person on the podcast to think that that's weird and gross. And I always thought it was a
1: like the flavor is fine because I I have breakfast right and I put ketchup on the side for my hash browns and yeah. it hits the eggs. It's fine. It tastes yeah. fine. But it's just the texture because the okay. egg is already kind of like you know soft and spongy yeah. and you, then you get ketchup on it. It's just slimy. It's Just like ooh. <laughs> I, I never thought of it that way. I just, when people say ketchup,
0: I just think they don't like ketchup. But yeah, texture thing would be interesting. I'm a big texture eater, so... Yeah, me too. When, like, some stuff with texture just grosses me out, like shrimp, I...
1: I you, it's don't, not you don't always, like the crunchy...
0: Yeah, I, I don't like that crunchiness of shrimp or lobster tails or stuff like that. And the same as mushrooms. I find them really mushy, so I'm not a huge mushroom fan. And yeah. Like... I'll pick mushrooms off and have the flavour or I'll eat around shrimp and just not eat the shrimp.
1: I like the taste it's of mushrooms, the, flair, the the texture, it's kinda especially if it's sitting there for a while. Yeah. And the mushy yeah, I don't like the mushy feeling. Yeah, it's that's what I find gross about some foods. I like the crunch though. Okay. That's like, my thing. Like, fried, like on shrimp. Fried chicken, stuff okay. like that. Um have you ever had fried chicken knee? No. So they take chicken cartilage. Basically okay. chicken cartilage and they fry it. Mm. There's fried chicken with no meat. It's just all the cartilage. Okay. And so you get the fried crunchy outside. You get the little less crunch of the inside. It's really good. I'd try that. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not afraid of trying new foods. Mm. Um, there's only
0: a couple foods that I won't try. Like I, I can't do chicken feet. I've never
1: had them. Really? It just tastes like chicken.
0: I don't, I don't know. They kind of weird me. Like, it's <laughs> Can just...
1: you do duck feet?
0: No, I've never done duck feet either, <laughs> so... I guess, Doug,
1: If you Doug. don't like the texture of chicken feet, you won't like dog feet. Because dog feet, they got the flippers. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was
0: going to think. Like, That's even weirder with the flippers. Yeah, but, but I guess like, if you look at something weird like that, like tentacles off of an uh, octopus? octopus. I don't mind that so much.
1: Like, well, it's calamari, right?
0: Yeah. Calamari's great. Well, no, like if you get the whole octopus with the suction cup parts on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fine. That's kind of weird, but good. Pare is really bad for you. Oh. It's very high
1: cholesterol.
0: <laughs> like I've only squid had... and
1: squid and octopus, is horrible for you. Oh, I didn't know that. But it tastes so good. All yeah. the things that taste good are bad for you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've only had octopus a couple of times, but so I love um, squid. Like calamari is really yeah. good,
1: but I didn't know it was like full of calories. Or... Yeah, it's, but I guess what they're called. There's a class of animals they are called like all those type of animals. Yeah are all full of cholesterol. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. It's It's a learning podcast. I guess today. it's because uh I mean, if you got to do those movements, you got to be full of fat, I guess. Right? Yeah, like you don't have the backbone or anything so yeah. you're moving around, so same with uh any shellfish. Oh. Yeah. I can't really eat shellfish cuz I'm not allergic, because I have gout. Oh. Okay. And shellfish is like the worst. Oh, for the yeah.
0: Again, I'm not a huge shellfish fan. I, I like scallops, but that's... But then, in a really weird way, I, they have to be, like, really well done. Do you do mussels? No, but I do clams. Oh, clams are great, yeah? Yeah. But I love cooking mussels. I I like to cook them with, like, fresh thyme, some diced tomatoes, garlic, and white wine. mm And just saute them all together. Yeah. My wife really likes it, so... She, like, gets bread and,
1: I think with shellfish there's a lot of effort for a very low reward. Yes, yes. All the
0: time. <laughs> like, and I think that's the same with something like crab. Like lobster, you have the whole lobster. Yeah, yeah, tail, yeah, You get a big piece of meat. You know, the claws are decent size, but like crab, there's so much little meats in there. Yeah, you have to pick it out.
1: Yeah. Well, it's
0: um, probably a good thing. Yeah, I worked in a crab processing plant when I was younger. Because
1: I think too much of it probably gives you really bad health. Yeah. <laughs> side effects. Yeah, so I used to be able to like, Take it all the crab meat and... Yeah, I just saw an episode of. Uh, I'm a big fan of Gordon Ramsay. Okay,
0: yeah. Like I'm not
1: into celebrities, but if Gordon Ramsay show up, I will probably piss my pants. Like he is my. I don't know why, but he's just he's my idol. Like I love the guy to death. Well, I think he also has the talent to back it up. Yeah. So he's not and just loud. Uh, he... So I saw him uh, do the, the Master Chef, which is you know, yeah, the show that's on right now. Um he uh was showing how to, you know, get crab meat out of the crab. Okay. I was just, I was mesmerized. Was just, everything he does, I'm mesmerized.
0: Yeah. I, I watched um I watched a little YouTube video today of um him doing um a halibut. it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Taking uh, all four sides out. I think It was two episodes ago. Okay. Yeah, we're showing the contestants how to do it. The four different sections, right? Yeah. yeah. Four fillets and the way he does it is so effortless and yeah. he did it perfectly. It's crazy. It's just he must have so much training. I don't even can't even imagine. Yeah, because, like, he does stuff and just looks amazing. Yeah, so effortless and flawless. You know? There's a there's a documentary about him that was made before he was famous when he owned his uh, when he opened his own first restaurant when he yeah. left the original chef and became his own. It's called Boiling Point. Okay. And he is such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's a horrible person to work for. Yeah, but I bet you. Like he fired like so many people on the spot. The first opening night. Like, and then the apparently the air conditioner, and the heat pump in the kitchen was broken. So it was like 102 degrees Celsius in the kitchen.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's just like, go on and take a break. Come back in. Like, <laughs> you got, like This is not safe work environment. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. I got a restaurant to run.
0: Well, that's what it's like in most kitchens. Yeah. You, you never hear the waitress say, well, the cook just stepped out. It's too hot in the kitchen. Yeah. Your, your meal's going to be a couple extra minutes, yeah. so. It's um, one of those workplaces that people don't see in behind, and it's just go, go, go. It
1: doesn't matter the conditions. Yeah, I really want to go to England and go to his restaurants. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to go to a couple. Um, Pricey, though. But it's I think like it'd be A bucks it. a meal?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I guess if I'm flying to England, I might be able to afford it Well, if you're going to do
1: that, yeah. You have yeah. to go. You can't just go and walk by the restaurant. Yeah. Like,
0: I guess I was in Vegas a couple years ago, and I saw his restaurants, but... Those think, are different, though. Yeah, I, I want to have the full experience. I want to yeah. go to England and go to one of those like really established restaurants
1: and not just like a... Because I don't think his burgers in Vegas is going to get a Michelin star. No. Like, I'm sure it's good, yeah, right? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, and, but I'm not... I don't think it's going to be the same quality as no what he no. put in in England. Exactly. And I bet you those
0: standards are up-kept in England. And not saying they're not in Vegas, but I think it'd just be a different
1: experience. Yeah. And, and it's really in America, you know, it's there's a celebrity effect, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, partially he opened in Vegas because he's famous. He can make some money. Yeah. You know, putting his name in a restaurant there. You know? If exactly. it's really if he's really going for the mission star, he will open it somewhere else. He wouldn't yeah. do it in Vegas.
0: Yeah, and and I think Vegas is so every celebrity chef has a yeah. A restaurant in every corner every hotel, so I just don't know. I Like we said, I don't think it would be the same experience as going to England to one of his established restaurants, where it has the three Michelin stars, and you know you're in for a
1: good night of dining. So. Yeah. That's his bottom line, right? So yeah. He would never really let his bottom line go out the door. No, no. And, yeah, I'd I'd love to do it. I'd love to try you know, one of his restaurants. I'd love that he cooked it. Yeah. I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, no. <laughs> I, and, and I wonder
0: how often he is in his restaurants. Yeah.
1: But he must Wish have... I was his kids. He cooks for his kids all the time. Yeah, that'd yeah. be amazing.
0: And you see him doing, like, I've seen little videos of
1: him online cooking
0: for his kids. Yeah. Just, like, cool little meals. And, and just so... the level of hatred that rises up from me. Like, you
1: spoiled yes. douchebags.
0: Why can't I be that yeah. kid? <laughs> yeah, like I said, <laughs> it'd be so amazing to have him just cooking something easy, like scrambled eggs. and. Yeah how perfect they would come out and the amount of patience that it takes for him to put the proper ingredients together and have the proper ingredients and do that perfect meal and lucky bastards, I guess the kids are.
1: (laughs) Now you're making me more jealous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I think I'm making myself jealous too. So yeah, it's just, I wonder how well they eat. Like how often is he home making them food, but... But
1: it, he probably does quite a bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're a Gordon Ramsay. Why would you go on to eat? Right? Yeah, but I guess... But it's got to be tough for him, right? Because every restaurant he goes to, he probably analyzes it.
0: Yeah. Um, it When I first started cooking and I'd go out to eat, I'd do the same. But now when I go out to eat, I try not to. I try not to be so critical. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I could make that better. and. <laughs>
1: My mom is the worst when it comes yeah. to this. She will eat something and she'll break it down. She's like, we'll make it at home. I'm like, please don't make it at home. I'm like, why are you doing this? You're going to botch the whole thing. I'm never going to come back here again. Yeah. That's what she does all the time. She just try to make all these food that we have. I'm like, just just eat. Stop. And then she'll even try and go in the kitchen and see what the chefs are doing.
0: <laughs> see what they have? See yeah. what they're making it with? Oh, I don't know how I'd feel about that.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, like, get out of the kitchen.
0: Yeah. Oh, that would be so awkward, I think, for, I for the cooks and the chefs. And like,
1: one thing she uh, she tried to make was the um, the red lobster biscuits. Okay. You know how you go to red lobsters? They give you those free biscuits. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm going to figure out how to make these biscuits. <laughs> and I'm like, just, eat. they they sell the pre-made batter. You can just buy that yeah. and put it in the oven. She's like, no, I'm going to try to make it from scratch.
0: <laughs> well, you can go online now and just look up recipes. No. There's probably the
1: Red Lobster Biscuit recipe online. Well, KFC just published their original recipe, didn't they? I have no idea. Yeah, I think it was a few months ago they released the very, very original Colonel Sanders recipe. The 11 herbs and spices. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I'm sure they changed the recipe since then. Yeah. So they
0: gave you the original one. Yeah, and to find out the exact amounts of each spice and stuff. So it'd be interesting.
1: Now it's probably, you know, three quarters of petroleum. That's why it tastes okay. Yeah, <laughs> none of it's actually chicken. Yeah, it's probably like now yeah, one spice or two spices. Yeah, just like all synthetic flavoring. Yeah, four hundred percent salt and that's what makes me wonder. You know, like because you go and you make a sandwich, right? You buy bread, you make a sandwich, and you eat the sandwich, and that's done, right? You don't you don't smell any remnants of the sandwich. You don't you know there's nothing left on you. But you go on the Subway and you have a sandwich. You Come out, you smell like Subway bread for the rest of your day. Yeah. and... And like that's not bread.
0: <laughs> I was going to say because it's resembling bread but it doesn't smell like fresh bread that yeah. you make at home.
1: It's like what did you put in your bread yeah. to make it smell that way the whole day?
0: Like I like to make bread at home so does my wife so it's not it's not very rare that we don't have bread around. Like fresh bread that we made and it, our home never smells like that artificial bread yeah. like subway bread. Like, yeah, it will smell nice for the first half hour after you're done making the bread, but then that smell goes away. Yeah. I don't
1: know what, what you, they you, put you in You fry chicken at home, you know, right? Once you're done, it's, it's gone. Yeah. Like, you can smell KFC from, like, three blocks away. Yes. It's just like, it's
0: not, that's not
1: it's, normal.
0: Yeah, I wonder what they're putting in there. I, and I never thought of it that way, and that's just a crazy way of thinking it. and It's just weird and... Almost repelling. Yeah, that's like pesticide yeah. level of power, right? Yeah, because when they like put pesticide on the lawn, you smell <laughs> yeah. that for about four or five days.
1: Yeah. yeah, take a sub home and just leave it out on the counter. And... Well, recently they we found out a lot of Kellogg's stuff has uh, pesticide in it, right? Really? Yeah, Cheerios. Oh, okay. Um, cornflakes and I think the oatmeal, hmm. they have significant level of pesticide. Probably from right from the farm and, no it's just the ingredients they put in apparently yeah. for kids it causes may cause cancer jeez so I don't know I mean they there's the debate like half of the nutritionists is like it's fine the other half is like how can this be fine you wouldn't feed mice and stuff while you're feeding yeah. humans so.
0: yeah it makes, it, makes you, it makes you think about your food a little bit more and what goes in there Like yeah. even like you see the new commercials for um hot dogs where they don't want Maple Leaf doesn't want to have anything artificial in it and can you spell it and if you can't they won't put it in but
1: you know what's the most um, incredible part about this is you got you know Kellogg's with the pesticide and stuff like that Um, and the people are okay with it right and Mm -hmm. people are like ah whatever half the people are like yeah I just eat it it's fine right but then you got MSG MSG is completely harmless yeah it's just there's and the reason why it's been you know because we all, like even my parents, or you'd ask anybody from any generation, they'd be like, oh, is terrible for you. you know It makes you thirsty, gives you a headache. Yeah. That's not true at all. MSG is just salt. yeah And it's just chicken extract. That's all it is. Um, and you eat it all the time in chips. Yeah. It's, it's the fifth flavor. It's that savory flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that gives you that taste of, oh, it's, I'm eating something that's kind of Substantial, yeah. But there's just been the history is, and I I I read up on this a little bit. There's been it's a it's a racist history, is because all the Chinese restaurants,
0: yeah,
1: were you know doing well in North America and they're using MSG. So what they try to do is you know publishing these studies that are flawed, saying MSG is causing a whole bunch of health effects, and so people wouldn't go to these Chinese restaurants and they have to change their way. So chefs are starting to use MSG again. They're like, I don't understand why. This is bad for you. And usually the headaches and thirst is from something else. Is something else in the food that they ate. Yeah,
0: probably from people putting so much salt on their food. And and I know when I have a a takeout pizza or something, I feel so thirsty afterwards. And I'm drinking a ton of water. And I know it's from the salt. It's not... But yeah, it's that's an interesting take on it. Like trying to run a
1: well. Like I asked my parents, they would never used MSG, but when you guys use MSG and they tell me all these health things? I'm like, you know that's all wrong, right? Then there's been studies that came out in the early 90s that debunked it all, but nobody paid attention because hmm. everyone still think that it's terrible. And yeah. You know, you still see restaurants that says no MSG, which makes no sense because you go home and you have a bag of Dorito, it's all MSG.
0: Yeah, There's nothing
1: yeah. but MSG and chips yeah. and Pringles and all that stuff. Anything that's, you know, has a... St- you know, you know they say pizza flavor, chicken flavor, what a barbecue flavor. That's all MSG because you can't create that flavor without MSG. If you don't have the actual ingredients, you can't just sprinkle barbecue salt on chips. Yeah, that no. will taste horrible. Yeah, where's barbecue coming from? Where, yeah, where's that barbecue coming? Flavor coming from? And, it's the MSG. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: and we consume a tremendous amount of MSG, but we don't. We nobody ever complains you get a headache from eating chips. No, right? No, if you
0: had chips and you had some kind of food at a restaurant beforehand. Of course, it's going to be that restaurant. But you heard
1: people going, like, oh, I
0: can't eat from that Chinese restaurant because they have MSG in it. I'm
1: like, what? Yeah,
0: it's BS. Yeah, it's an interesting... I, I didn't know that. Now I have to look it up more because yeah. So this I'm not is pushed yeah. All these
1: um, chefs from New York, they're starting to put MSG back into their food. They're like, it's been around for thousands of years. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad thing. They yeah. used to take chicken bones and ground up and... Turn the powder, and that's MSG. It's just it's just salt extract. That's how it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. If like, why aren't people? I I don't know. Like sometimes people just look at one side of the story. Yeah. And not both sides. So, like, margarine was an evil thing years and years ago, but now it's not as much. And I don't yeah. I just I I find margarine weird. I I used to have it all the time, but now I'm just more of a. Or fat. Remember, yeah. fat was a
1: terrible thing. Yeah, and well, now they end up, everyone finding, oh, it's actually the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. sugar is the worst thing you can have. Yeah, and I've been trying to cut out more sugars from my diet.
0: And, you know, I lost some weight And people. Oh, like counting calories. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, just looking at sodium, looking at sugar. Yeah. And that's, I, I haven't counted the calories, but like just those two things have just... So much reduced. And it's hard weight. because sugar is in everything. It is. And it so is sodium. Okay. Yeah. And to try to find something without
1: sugar, without sodium, is so hard. Like, I'll tell you what you can eat. My brother did this for a month. I don't know how he did it. He ate arugula with chicken breast. No seasoning for a month. <laughs> <sounds see>. awful. <laughs> Raw arugula <laughs> with cooked grilled chicken breast for a month. Every meal.
0: I, I like that because I really like arugula and I like just plain chicken, but every day for a month yeah. is a little bit excessive. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I love arugula. Maybe yeah, really
1: once in a while, right? Yeah. Like cleans your palate. <laughs> like for a month. Yeah, for he a lost month. like forty
0: pounds. Yeah, doing that. Yeah, just cutting out a couple things has really been a turnaround. So it's been it's been interesting. It's just but it
1: takes the joy out of life, right? It does. That's the thing. And trying to find that moderation. That's that's the thing. I'm like, well, do I really want to be in my deathbed? And all I know is a arugula and chicken for my yeah. entire life. That would be the worst. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've never tried anything else. There's so many good yeah. foods out there that you have to try. I'm also. a diet model. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still dead regardless. Yeah.
0: But that's pretty much our time. So thanks for coming on.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Um, is there anything coming up that you want to promote? Or?
1: uh I'm sure i got stuff coming up, but you can just check it out on my website. I'm terrible at promoting
0: stuff uh, coming right. up,
1: because I, I live one day at a time. Cool. Um, go on my website at kingedhill.com. Everything's on there, tour dates. Um, I update quite re- um, regularly, so I um, hope to see you guys at a show if I'm coming to your town. And I'm in Calgary till Sunday. If you're coming down, come on by. Cool. If this is going to be air before that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, thanks for having me. Thanks.